Hello, friends, and welcome to Brainworms, the podcast that, I don't know, some people listen to it, maybe? <laughs> They're sorry. <laughs> You're out there, right? We're, we're not just broadcasting into a black hole? I mean, we haven't had contact with the Earth in a long, long time. Yeah. Did you guys ever see, like, the, the Day of the Dead where... With the, with the zombie DJ at the end. I don't know what you're talking about. No, Kane might. I think it was one of the Romero zombie movies. Wait, repeat that. The zombie movie with the undead DJ at the end. It's like, this goes out to all the undead fellas out there, whatever. No. And if it's in one of the Romero movies, I imagine Kane would know it. Yeah, yeah, but that's not in a Romero movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it's unfamiliar to you, then it's probably... It might have been... Have you seen all of them, even the like most recent ones? Yes. Okay. I thought Land of the Dead was pretty good. Yeah, I liked that all right. I liked John Leguizamo's character in it. Oh, I, I liked this. We knew this was going to happen, Jeff. This is why we can't have moon dogs. Yeah. If you don't throw those things in the trash, I'm going yeah. to turn them Give into something second. else. Put them outside. You know, I thought you'd learned your lesson about that. No. <sighs> Part of it is that if we make genetically modified moon dogs, we could potentially learn how to, you know, take their moon lungs and make our lungs able to breathe moon dust have you ever seen the movie twins david i have yes and you know that danny devito is the leavens right uh-huh 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 yeah, yeah so that actually works if you use twins logic while doing genetic studies and you find the code that produces the best human parts even if the host doesn't show those they're in there you just have to find them. So you just shave off all of the garbage, and then you're left with the good DNA, right? Okay. And so I've just been harvesting those. I haven't finished it yet. Once I get the process finished, then uh, I'm probably going to destroy this room and all of you. Oh. Is that why I've been waking up without skin? You're shaving me down to my jeans? No, I don't think that's why. No, that's something else entirely. I'm not yeah. at liberty to discuss that. Also, denim isn't very relative on the moon. What? What the fuck? He's purposefully confusing blue jeans with jeans. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I see. yeah he's doing that. I think he's doing it as a bit to be funny. but <laughs> I was thinking I was going to have to lower his dosage. If anything, we need to increase his dosage. I don't know what that would do to a person. Only one way to find out. We're all about science and brainworms. You got yeah. a point. I mean, it's not like we can't get another one. Yeah, easy fix. Wait, wait, what? Nothing. Uh, get another one. <clears throat> so, uh, we're here today to talk about Empress Teresa. Yeah. Again? And again? <laughs> again. And again. Did we introduce ourselves? Does it matter? <laughs> I guess not. I guess it's just tradition. Who are you again? I am Joe. I'm David. I'm not David. And I'm Chris, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Let the existential angst flow through you. Oh, man. He's becoming a real boy. What is my purpose? <laughs> you talk about books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, join the club, pal. <laughs> but yeah, we're continuing our, I don't want to say celebration, acknowledgement. I mean, it's, it's a celebration. You're really fucking pumped about it. It's the black celebration. Um, Wait, is that like the black parade? Are you, are you doing like a chemical romance I thing? was doing a Depeche Mode reference, which is slightly cooler than my chemical romance, but uh, we'll do it your way. I don't want to do any of it. You know what's better than chemical romance? Love drug. I don't, I, I don't know what the, is that music that the youngs are listening to? Yes, probably. Only if you're the dirtiest queen. <sighs> I don't know what's going on. 
Stop generation gapping me. I hate it. <laughs> but yeah, I think last week was the one year anniversary of our first upload. So we're revisiting the the book that gave us our start, Empress Teresa. Didn't we already do that? I thought we already did that. We're doing it more. We're going to finish chapter four and find out what happens with Teresa and the airplane and the nuclear bomb. And it'll be great. Or... I'm just going to put this out here. Or what we can do yeah. is we cannot do that. And instead pee on ourselves on command. Apparently that's hard to do. That's what I hear. Or, or, or we could just sit here in silence. That's avant-garde. That's yeah. a new direction for the podcast. And with like Andy Kaufman or Frank Zappa, like somewhere in there is recording a podcast that's just 45 minutes of silence. Who was it? John Cale? The uh, composer. Yeah, 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 yeah. What we need to do is make a a podcast for the deaf, where we use sign language. Um, so I'm thinking that we should each order a Whopper with cheese, uh huh, mm, mm. with a large fry, yeah, mm, and mm. your soda of choice. Right? I like mm -hmm, where your head's mm -hmm, at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then each of us will sit here and quietly eat our Whopper with cheese, our uh -huh. French fries. And drink our soda. How much does Uber charge for going to the moon? There's a Burger King that opened up. Damn you didn't it. see that? It's right next to the Starbucks. Yeah. I knew we shouldn't have allowed the Moon Duke to go unchallenged. Yeah, we're going to have to do something about that, really. I it mean, was never our place. It's our place now. <laughs> no, no, no. It was never our place to get involved in moon politics. Also, this intro is getting up to the 10-minute mark. We might want to be careful. About yeah, we're that. deep in the weeds. I mean, the <laughs> intros are usually about 10 minutes, so that's fine. Okay, cool. But, I mean, un unless we want to just go off on some more tangents, I guess we can just go straight God in. God damn it. Just just read this goddamn book. Yeah, I know, that, I know that, Kane, you were trying to just keep us distracted yeah. as long as possible to save you from Norman Bataan's magnum opus. I will state this. I will state this. Uh -huh. I'm never going to participate after this one, this is the uh -huh. last one. I'm never going to participate in another Empress Teresa read. So if you think that every year on the anniversary of Brainworms into an Empress Teresa thing, I just want you to be aware that I will kill you and eat you. You're planning to do that anyway. That's an empty threat. I had no intention of eating you guys. And we have every reason to believe you. Well, I mean, if you're going to kill us anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's it's just the Reavers from Firefly. Like you're, you're, they'll kill you and eat you and sew your skin into their clothes, and you're lucky if they do it in that order. Right. I mean, the the point is, is I think Norman has received enough attention from us. Sure. I want Norman to write a new book. I would love that. I don't. Want I don't that. think he has another one in him. I I think that Empress Teresa got it out of his system. Thankfully. <sighs> All right. All right, David. David, do it. David. Dave, Take us fucking, away. Just do it. Oh, real quick before we get started, don't forget to like, subscribe, click the bell if you're a YouTube listener, and don't forget to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com where you can support us on Patreon, give us some money, and find out about our other projects. All right, go ahead, David. Uh, all right. Breathe deep the gathering gloom. <laughs> nice. They left me alone. No doubt they had every escape route guarded. I could easily kill all of them by throwing hard objects at them, but where would I go? Anywhere? An army would be sent out looking for me. Kill them too. It might be exciting. <laughs> I laid down on the cot and slipped the garbage bag of Coke bottles under the blanket so that it couldn't be removed without disturbing me. What was I to think about for the next six hours? What do the guards think of like a 12-bottle lump just 
there with her. They don't think anything about it. She just took her bag full of Coke bottles to bed with her. Yeah. And now she's cuddling with it. Yeah. Like you do on the as, night as before your does. execution by atom bomb. <laughs> <laughs> as one does. What was I to think about for the next six hours? My first thoughts were of Steve. I smiled as I recalled how awkward he looked when he walked into the dormitory room for the first time. I wore that flimsy little black dress outfit and wondered if he'd attack me or run for his life. What? He handled what's, it well. What's happening? I, I... Before long, people saw how hard we'd fallen for each other. Girls asked if we'd been to bed. That was none of I their hate business. when Norman talks about sex. But in fact, we did wait for marriage. We knew we had something special and didn't want to spoil it with regrets. I hate this. Yeah. Because there's no regret in postponing sex until you seal the deal and you realize that he wants a dominatrix and you want him to... Like, yeah, there's there's nothing that makes for a better, more satisfactory life mm -hmm. than getting into a legal arrangement right. with someone that will last the remainder of your life or cost you ex extremely extremely in money time and just stress yeah yeah with someone that you have absolutely no idea if you are sexually compatible with sure even then if if you're saving it for marriage like you may not even know what you want out of sex right right yeah my advice go be hoes yeah hoe it up just, figure out what you like yeah but be safe wrap up yeah yeah safe sane and consensual all yep. the time mm -hmm. and uh, as my mother told me when i was 18 years old and going to college one day like on my way out the door on my way to college she just looks at me and says and david you know if you're going to dip your wick you better keep it covered and that was the only sex talk i ever had <laughs> i just not bad advice <laughs> No, I... it's not. But it came well. I mean, not too late. It for must me, have been a shock, admittedly. While, like while but... you're in mid stride, like oh, and like like, do I respond to this? Do I just leave? Like, what do I do with this? How did you respond? Because now I'm curious. We're um, learning a lot about David today. I basically just stopped, <laughs> looked back over my shoulder at her, and was like, yeah, "Okay, um, if that ever becomes necessary, I'll keep that in mind." Because <laughs> uh, I, I I was not a sexually experienced person at 18. Sure. I was. I don't believe you. <laughs> How you doing, Kane? You're you're being very quiet today. Yeah, I just I want this to be over. There's a reason why I didn't exist before this episode, and I, I kind of want to go back there. <laughs> you can never go back to that time. No. We've realized our mistake was not bringing you into the Teresa fold. And now <laughs> we may have just saved us all. Now that you mention it, David, it is a mistake that not David wasn't. We should go back and redo all the books up to this point. No. <laughs> nope. Should we just redo our entire back catalog with, with Kane? Yeah, it's perfect. Or... We'll just pick up and start rereading all of the books that we read before. Uh -huh. And just move forward. Yeah, that's a great idea. No one would get tired or of that. Alternatively, we'll just have Kane listen to them, and then we'll cut in with our shitty audio, his really good audio, be like, mm -hmm. haha, that's funny. And then just pretend like he was always there. I don't know about that, guys. Wake up. It's four o'clock. God, I'd fallen asleep. The whole night was wasted. That is how waking up works. Usually you fall asleep first. I was put in a car and driven to a landing strip while it was still dark. We got into a twin turboprop used for short commutes between minor airports. It had 14 seats and single rows separated by an aisle. It was too small for an enclosed cockpit. Uh -huh. In fact, I could see over the pilot and co-pilot's shoulders through the windshield for a spectacular view. The pilot was wearing plum, and he had a part on the side of his head 
And no, none of that exists. But Jesus Christ, that is unnecessary details, Norman. Yeah, he loves them. Yeah. And just the wrong details. There were details that he could give that would immerse you in the story. And Like, how about, how does she feel waking up on the day that yeah. she's about to die? Like the whole night was wasted. And that's all we need to know. <sighs> As we headed out to sea, the government men finally put away their guns. They weren't needed. From this point on, there was no escape. I spoke for the first time since they put me in the helicopter. I have to know, exactly when does the bomb go off? When you reach 60,000 feet, they go that high? They can reach 100,000 for a few seconds. Reminds me, he held up an airman's jumpsuit, a one-piece covering something like the thermal underwear used by northern outdoor workers in the winter. You'll have this if you want it. It gets cold like you won't believe up there. But... They're yeah, going to give her a... Okay, <laughs> sure. We don't want you to be cold before we nuke you. Yeah, yeah see, you need that because, you know, it, it gets cold, but then you got to take it off because it's going to get real hot real quick. <laughs> I'm waiting for just a fighter plane to fly up parallel with the helicopter, and then everyone just parachutes out. <laughs> well, they're in a, in a small, want parachute a small plane now. <laughs> you can't parachute out of the podcast. I mean... Thanks. I will. It fit in perfectly with my plan. I looked away so they wouldn't see my interest. This was the last time I spoke to them. I mean, just be interested. It's a flight suit. Like, it's fine. You can be interested in that if you want. Perhaps it was moving away from land. But for the moment, Steve and my parents seemed in another world I had already left. There was nothing they could do for me. I turned to thoughts of my eternity. When pushed to the brink, someone can panic or despair or hope. I had always believed. Some people said they had doubts about God. I pitied them. Me too. Me too. How could they have doubts? Simple reasoning told me the universe could not be in the form it was without design. It might be a chaos, but the beautiful way it was ordered against a trillion to one odds of elements just happening to have exactly the properties needed to sustain life could only be somebody's design. That's not, Besides, that's, 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 not yeah, that's that's Yeah, that's, that's backwards not. logic. That's working from the solution. That's really interesting, uh thinking for someone who's about to die i mean you know <sighs> besides that people's intellects could not be material alone and could not be hardwired to understand any concept presented to it what, what? yeah i don't really know what that's what it should say is human brains are not hardwired for literature <laughs> <laughs> and my bc philosophy professor said the mistake that kant voltaire Locke, fitch hume hegel and many others made, was assuming the human soul could operate on its own. That's right. All those guys were wrong. Your philosophy <laughs> professor was right. But only yours. Yep. It couldn't. It needed God's help moving thoughts and wishes along. What? But most of all, the goodness of my mother, father, and Steve was not something that could exist in animals. God made them above nature. That's animals not... do care for their young. Yeah. yeah. Look at fucking elephants, man. Elephants recognize they're dead. They go to the gravesite. They have songs that they sing. Now let's make it more primal and more common. What does everyone say about if you see a baby bear? Don't go near it because the mother will rip you to pieces. Yeah, like a baby bear is more dangerous than seeing a bear because if the mom sees you anywhere near it, that's it. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Because they are fiercely <laughs> protective of their young. This is a good book. <sighs> Believe it or not, I actually have a relevant story about that. You're just I know, it's, have, it's this is weird. Yeah. Um have story will travel. <laughs> I want to see that show by the way. I, I, it's been recommended to me. 
I like old westerns. Moving on. We'll yep. talk about that after we're recording. <laughs> so yeah, when I was, I don't know, uh, I was living in Northside. I was living with uh, a buddy of mine at his house and we went to the bar a lot. And one of the guys that worked at the bar, he was the bouncer. He used to do work as a park ranger in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And he was just like out patrolling and he had, you know, just his pair of field glasses and he looks out over the horizon and there's this baby polar bear just doing its thing, mm-hmm. standing out in the middle of a field. And he's probably, you know, like 500 yards away from it. And he sees this woman who oh, no. walks up and starts walking toward the baby polar bear. Oh, no. And he, like, gets out of his car and starts waving his arms and screaming at the top of his lungs, trying to get her attention, and is just too far away. She can't hear him or just ignores him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So he does the only thing he can do. He gets his field glasses back out and looks as she comes within 50 feet of this baby bear, and suddenly the mother comes out of the woods at a full fucking tear. Mm-hmm. Apparently this woman's head traveled about a hundred feet. Oh my God. Just decapitated by a bear because she got within 50 feet of the cub. So don't fuck with bear cubs. Don't fuck with bear cubs. Yeah. How about just don't fuck with bears? Stay yeah. out of the woods. Yeah. yeah. Just congregate in the cities, but don't go outside. Just avoid nature at all times. Just stay indoors. Move to the moon. No, don't fucking come to the moon. God damn it, David. Also, don't fuck with moose. Yeah, don't fuck with moose. Moose are trains on legs. Mm-hmm. Or elk. Right. They may be prey animals, but they make up for it by being fiercely aggressive. Right. Anyway, Teresa was talking about how people are so- I don't care what Teresa was talking about. Don't... Super awesome Tell us more fun stories. That's really <laughs> obnoxious. And I personally am now 100% against this book. Were you pro this book when we read it a year ago? I had no strong position. I just- I. I get annoyed at the concept of human exceptionalism. Sure, I don't disagree. Of course, we think we're better than everything else. Consider who's telling us that. Right. And, you know, all sorts of questions regarding consciousness and what it is and how it works. I mean, if other animals were exceptional, they would have told us by now, David. (laughs) Well... You know, worms are pretty exceptional, especially the ones that go in your brain. Hey, here's a fun fact. Did you know that there was a recent study on rats that showed that elevated exposure to sugar in adolescents will lead to decreased cognitive ability in adults? Huh. Hmm. Makes a lot of sense. And did you also know that over the last 100 years, it appears that the human race is steadily getting dumber. Well, I'll be damned. Those are just two unconnected factoids mm-hmm. that I stumbled upon yesterday. Even though our ability to learn and access to information has grown infinitely? Yep. 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 What a coincidence. I know. Could it be crazy. that the only people that are reproducing are idiots? It could be that, but it's not. I mean, smart <laughs> people are having babies too. I know Not at the least same a couple amount. of them. Oh, that's true. Not but that's the same always amount. been the case. And we still were basically always getting smarter. I don't think that's always been the case. No, it has always been the case. But way back when, we had selection pressures that 
you know, if you weren't terribly smart, you didn't live long. I mean, let's think about this and consider that probably the peasantry was outbreeding any other class of people, certainly more than like the religious types. Sure. And I'm not saying that class dictates intelligence by any means. But it does dictate access to education. Right. It does. Right. And, I mean, the nobles, sure, they were breeding, but they were breeding with each other. Right. <laughs> and that's not making things better. No, no. So, no. so, like, the uneducated have been the most, over time, almost certainly have and always will be the most common breeders. Also unconnected, but remember the cash me outside chick? Yeah, huh. Apparently, she turned 18. Let's not advertise that. <laughs> opened an OnlyFans and made a million dollars in six hours. Yeah, now how many people may end up going to that OnlyFans? She already made the million, Kane. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it does matter because next is two million. What? Who, who's? What's What's cash me? What? No, that's just. That's not. Yeah. That's, yeah. All I'm saying is that the world sucks. All I'm saying is, is that that poor young lady has been getting sexualized since she was a fucking 13 year old. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the whole point is like people were chomping at the bit for five years. So for her to turn 18 and then get all of these assholes to start paying her, they're already objectifying her. Sure. Right. So now she's making money off of yeah, it. Like, fucking good for her. Yeah, yeah fucking yeah. hustle. Suddenly finishing this Coke bottle scene seems wildly less disturbing than <laughs> what we're talking about now. <laughs> this episode has just been a journey. It has. Moving on. When Socrates was in prison waiting to be executed, his friend Crito urged him to escape and go to another country. Socrates said he enjoyed living in Athens all his life and owed everything to Athens. If he escaped, it would be betraying the Athens people's decision, even if their decision was wrong in this case. If we want this life God gives us, we must accept the bad along with the good. This is a life well spent. That's an awful way to live. I recited a prayer in my mind as best as I could remember it. It was not a standard church prayer, but was fitting for the end. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie in green pastures, he leadeth me to still waters. Though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You left a bit out, but that is a psalm, not Mm -hmm. a standard church prayer. It's true. I mean, I guess you can't get more standard than the psalms, which were literally written as songs praising the Lord but I digress. Also, Never. it's it's the valley of, of shadow and death. Like well, it depends on the <laughs> translation. We may oh, not okay. be dealing with KGV here, you know. Gotcha. KJV, sorry. The KGB, what? <laughs> I got more over. records in the KGB. Nice. The flight lasted for hours. I'd grown tired of thinking hard and let my mind wander through simple memories. I also grow tired of thinking hard. My time had run out. The important issues were settled. My name was written in the book. There was nothing left to do. I saw an aircraft carrier and its half-dozen support ships many miles in the distance. So this was the end. But strangely, My I was not afraid. friend, the end. I was past that. This is a refueling stop, said the nearest government man. Our destination Sir, is, this is further the on. <laughs> How exciting. He got up and moved closer to me. When we land, the plane stops with a jolt. It can break your neck. We have to get you ready. The pilot is very drunk. Break up, break we wouldn't us. want you dying before we kill you. Like, again, 
If if her neck breaks, it just saves you a bomb. Yeah, you're... you're what? He and his partner got to work. They buckled the seatbelt across my hips. They stuffed large pillows in front of my legs until they were packed in so tightly they couldn't slip a hand in. What? 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 That's not how necks work. Yeah. That's not how legs work. Although Raise I, your arms, I was I told. do appreciate that we can't have a chapter without Norman referencing Teresa's legs and hips. <laughs> Raise your arms, I was told. I did, and they unrolled a long belt, wrapped it around the seat and my armpits, and secured it high on my chest. Uh, Put your hands on your forehead. I did. When we approached the deck, close your eyes and push back on your forehead hard, or you could break your neck. Can you remember that? And you gotta close your eyes or they'll fly out of your skull. I nodded. We descended and slowed down. It was somewhat dramatic to watch the approach to the carrier deck. Few people had experienced this. What? Sixty seconds, said the pilot over the intercom. Groups of sailors could be seen on the edge of the deck furthest from the landing strip. Are they fighting 30 in the dance seconds. Hall? I choose to believe that this isn't modern day government. It's it's like a futuristic airplane landing where the they, 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 they don't know how to land a plane, so they just smash it into a wall. I feel like there's a lot to unpack there, but I'm not going to take that bait. <laughs> the sailors disappeared over the deck's edge, although they could keep their heads up to watch the landing. 15 seconds. I put my hands to my forehead. Five seconds. I closed my eyes. Forever? The wheels hit the deck and squealed. (laughs) The tail hook snared a cable and the plane decelerated from 110 miles per hour to zero in a second. The G-forces were incredible. It felt like a giant was trying to rip my arms out of their sockets. My head floated around a bit because I was dizzy. It did well, (laughs) said one of them. It hovered around the plane. (laughs) He came over to remove my chest harness and the pillows packed in front of my legs. A vehicle that looked like a small tanker truck rolled out and the plane was refueled. Then the plane taxied up to the catapult cable. The catapult was a large piston and cylinder hidden under the deck that was powered by steam. When it was actuated, steam pushed the piston down the long cylinder and the piston pulled a cable attached to a hook at the front of the plane. The cable was attached. The engines were revved up to the max, and we took off from zero to 120 miles per hour in three and a half seconds. Wow, they're back in the air and under a paragraph. It's almost (laughs) as if this didn't need to happen. Yeah. I was crushed back in my seat. No wonder the pilots liked the thrill of their job. That was nothing, said the man to my left. Wait till the jet take off. (sighs) This is not how you talk to (laughs) someone you're about to execute. I rolled my eyes to heaven. These guys had to be crazy. If I rolled my eyes to heaven. Did they think I was enjoying this adventure? I was getting tired of it. Wait, I want to unpack that. What do you mean roll your eyes to heaven? Because that was the line in the book and then it fit the melody of the Ozzy Osbourne song that you were singing earlier. Don't do that. It was a a comic bit that was meant to be a a (laughs) one-liner. It was offensive. To whom? To me. Do we care about that suddenly? Yeah, like our, our our whole friendship is kind of based on the. You're fact gonna that close we... your eyes forever, right? I just want you to know. That's fine. But would it still remain the same? <laughs> I was getting tired of it. it. Seemed like a week since they I'm forced me out of the car. Of I just wanted to get this business done. <laughs> then just fucking jump in the ocean and let sharks eat you. <laughs> I checked my watch. Three o'clock. It was another long, boring flight, it's not the only thing that's boring. which left my tired mind nearly blank. I'd almost forgotten what the trip was for. Through blurry <laughs> eyes, I saw the second carrier in the distance. The procedure was the same. 
Pillows were tightly packed in front of my legs. The chest harness was secured. I was reminded about closing my eyes and pushing back on my head. We landed with the same instant stop. This was the end of the line. They removed the pillows and belts and handed me the jumpsuit. I stepped in the aisle to put it on. I picked up the garbage bag of Coke bottles and followed the goons out the door. No one secured what? the Coke bottles. Yeah, why okay. is no one... Re- those are just rolling She's around gonna the plane. She's going to need those. No, they're in a garbage bag. She's going to need those for the, like, last raise up to 100,000 feet and explosion. David, yeah. if the plane is stopping so suddenly that you need to hold your head so that your neck doesn't break, those bottles are going crazy. Yeah. And she might have tied that bag off. We don't but know. But it didn't say it. We didn't give that <laughs> unnecessary detail, so it didn't fucking happen. I'm just confused why no one had... To... Are they just indulging her, her bag of Cokes? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like... So that's... I, I just want a bag of Cokes. I just get Cokes. thirsty sometimes, and, you know... Look, I get really thirsty when I'm about to be executed by Adam <laughs> Bomb. Happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, never mind that these have been so shaken up that any attempt to open them would make them instantly explode all of the soda onto the floor of whatever. Oh my God. She's going to make a jetpack out of soda. I hope so. Me too. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) The carrier had thousands of sailors, but they were all below except for a few men needed to handle the planes. There was a group of a dozen officers some distance away. The goons and I walked to them. The officers seemed shocked to see me. I guess they had not been told that the person being executed was an 18-year-old girl. That's why everybody else was below deck. (laughs) That's how military orders usually work. Give as little information as possible. Surprise them. Keep them on their toes. (laughs) That might be more accurate than you would like to believe. I could have caused a mutiny. Yeah, because military members have never been asked to be complicit in an atrocity before. (laughs) right they're totally gonna act out we arrived at the group of officers and waited while the jet plane was prepared leaving on a jet plane don't know when i'll be back again the oldest looking officer said they didn't tell me you were a girl i was right they hadn't known would it have made a difference probably not then why did you bring it up yeah there were three female officers in this group the captain probably thought the condemned man deserved a last look at females. Females. One of the Female. women asked One of the women asked my goons, "What did she do?" "We don't know, ma'am. How long were you with her?" "Since yesterday morning. She hasn't said 50 words." This triggered something in the young woman's brain. She thought I should have the opportunity to say something in my defense. Nobody had been given a protocol, so this young woman pulled a cell phone from her pants pocket and boldly walked around the government men until she was almost in front of me. She held up the cell phone and activated the video mode. Norman Bhutan, well acquainted with modern technology. That's right. Activate yeah. video Activate mode. Activate video mode. <laughs> hey, Alexi. Uh... <laughs> <sighs> Somebody show Grandpa how to operate a cell phone again. I really want a like knockoff model, and I, I I don't use any of the voice activated anything's, but I really want a vo- a knockoff Siri or something called an Alexi that just has a really thick Russian accent. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> and whenever you talk, she does she doesn't take your question. She says, "Silence, woman." They took everything, <laughs> even the children. Ah, uh, happy thoughts. Do you have anything to say? She asked. At this, I was nervous. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Yeah. 
I was nervous. <laughs> this sucks a lot. But at this point, I was more disgusted than nervous. This is the most stupid thing ever done. I'm glad I won't be here to see what happens. Is the book becoming self-aware? No, think about all the things that have happened. Not just atrocities, but like, just, you know, just like stupid. Hum- yeah, but Teresa dying is the dumbest one. We care so much about her. I mean, it is pretty dumb. Like this whole airplane nuclear bomb tuna sandwich plan. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You got a point. (laughs) It's all all very stupid. Everyone's wrong. No one's right if everyone's wrong. She sounded disappointed. Is that all you have to say? My face softened. Yes. That was the wrong way to leave my family hanging. I once read a famous quote by the Shawnee Indian chief Tecumseh about singing a death song and going out like a hero. I had rewritten it for more universal use, never dreaming that I'd use it myself so soon. If people grieve your passing, rejoice in the good you did, and die like a hero going home. She was more than satisfied with that. She was thrilled. Surely nothing better could be said. (laughs) One of the goons said, time to go. Everybody advanced to the jet. I climbed a ladder and awkwardly got into the cockpit, still carrying the garbage bag of Coke bottles. It was my turn to fly the plane. A seaman on another ladder on the other side of the plane reached into the cockpit to get an oxygen mask attached to a long plastic tube. The pilots really needed to see a woman. He put it on to make sure it was working. This is oxygen. You'll need it up there. (laughs) Before we kill you. Yeah. (laughs) Close your eyes. Close your <laughs> eyes for me. It, it is a little bit like disinfecting the injection spot for a lethal injection, you know? Mm-hmm. This is oxygen. You'll need There's it up protocol. there, he explained, and put the mask over my nose and mouth. An elastic strap around my head secured it in place. He waited a moment. Are you getting oxygen? I nodded. An X-shaped seatbelt was attached to my seat near my shoulders and by my hips. Dog, stop saying body This was two belts (laughs) stitched together over my chest. Yes, we know! Given my small size and this device's tight fit, besides its impracticality for escaping the plane quickly... Don't say boobs. I guess they designed it just for me. Why would they do that? The canopy was mounted on a heavy frame. The crewman lowered it like a closing clamshell and moved it forward. Something slid into place to lock the canopy. While all this was being done, the catapult cable was put on the bow hook. Everything was ready. The crewmen climbed down and the ladders were removed. The officers disappeared into the conning tower to watch the show. A couple minutes later, the jet engine of my plane started up. In 30 seconds, engine thrust reached a stable speed. They had to be checking it for problems by remote control sensors. The plane was freed and the catapult engaged. I was accelerated from zero to 165 miles per hour in two seconds. The pressure on my back was unbelievable. The man had not exaggerated. The plane climbed steadily. There was no time to lose. I went to work immediately. First, the seatbelt harness had to go. I felt around the belt attachments next to my hips for release buttons. I couldn't find any. The belt seemed to disappear into metal (laughs) slots. It was the same as my shoulders. There was no time to waste looking for the release mechanism. (sighs) I reached my right hand down to grasp the belt at my left hip. I pulled and pulled with ever-increasing force. The belt stretched and grew thinner until I snapped it with a dull pop. 
I repeated the procedure on the belt next to my right hip with my left hand. Stop saying hips. I did the same with the belt attachments at my shoulders, pulling forward with both hands, my back pressing against the seat to provide a counter force. You don't need to do that when you got the bottom. You can just pull it over your head. (sighs) The harness was free. It was much simpler to pull the stitched X in the middle apart. This gave me two belts. I tied two ends together to give me one. (laughs) Finally, I wrapped it around my waist and tied the other two ends together. This would keep the Coke bottles from moving below my waist. I wanted them to stay up around my chest. The jumpsuit had a zipper from the collar to the crotch. I unzipped it down to the makeshift (laughs) belt. I I checked the instrument panel. The important mechanical altimeter was easy to find. 11,320 feet. Two miles. All right. There's no time to waste. I was doing well. I had time to do some of the bottles. What's why is the, what is she doing to the bottles again? I grabbed She's the garbage bag of them. Coke bottles and put it on my lap. I uncapped a bottle, poured its contents on the floor, tore off a small piece of garbage bag, wrapped it over the opening of the empty bottle, and screwed the cap over the plastic-covered neck. Why? That should make a watertight seal. The bottle the went inside the jump yeah, the, what, under the, my the, left The cap armpit. is already fucking watertight! Yeah, why do you need the piece of garbage bag? It's uh, the whole point of screwing the cap on is that liquid won't come out. Maybe she meant airtight. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Wait, how much of this has made sense, Chris? Just out of curiosity. We're at a new low, Kane. This is like there's no depth <laughs> meter for this. We're down here, like we're like like the, you thought you thought the, the the catacombs in France was it? No, man. We're not coming out of this. We're dying down here. Are you? Are you I'm not. Are you freaking out? <laughs> no. I'm freaking out, man. Everything's I'm freaking fine. out. Everything's fucking fine, Joe. This explains why my coat keeps sound going fine. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't uncapped it and put a, some sort of material over it. Now everything is solved. That's the theory of life. Just Take a little bit of garbage bottles, bag. Romans. Take your Coke bottles, cavemen. Put the wrap on it. Put the wrap on it. Do it again. Make sure. Then put your cap back on. Just remember, if you're gonna dip your wick, keep it covered. Oh, man. Makes it watertight. It's important. How much is left of this chapter? Not much. More. More. Hey, let's do it. You've got this, right? I can I can just let you handle things? No. No, 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 no. You did this to us. I you're didn't staying do through to the end. I'm not responsible for this. You are absolutely responsible for I'm this. I'm sorry. I hold you entirely responsible <laughs> for this, Joseph. Oh man, I hate taking responsibility for my actions. The bottle went inside the jumpsuit under my left armpit. I did the same procedure with a second bottle, which went under my right armpit. And a third bottle went on my left side. A fourth bottle went on the right. We don't need play-by-play. The altimeter read 22,190 feet. I was doing great. More were bottles you? were emptied, <laughs> we don't sealed know. with plastic <laughs> and capped, and jammed into my jumpsuit. Is she making a flotation device? Eleven bottles jump out of would the provide enough buoyancy to keep my head well above water. Oh no, book. Norman. The altimeter Norman. read 47,520 feet. Norman, I watched no. it carefully. It was nearly over. I thought once more of Steve of the good times, of the funny moments, of the private hours. I now understood his purpose. He helped me walk over the unsteady ground to home. In him, I had a foretaste of the father. That's weird. I hate this. That's weird and uncomfortable. I hate this so much. Yeah. (laughs) 
The altimeter read 54,140 feet. It was time to go home. I'm out. As a believer, I was sure I was immortal, and that gave me courage. Now I'm a believer, I couldn't leave her if I tried. I pulled off the oxygen mask and said a silent prayer in my mind. Father, forgive me for all my sins. Take me into your house forever. I've just realized that the Christian religion is really just a whole bunch of Stockholm Syndrome. That's not new information, David. No, but it only just occurred to me. Like, I, I, I never really thought about it before. That's, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. My mm. favorite part is when God made us to be a specific way and then told us it was our fault for being that way and that it was our fault that Jesus died because we behave in the way that God made us that way. Hey, man, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. <sighs> <laughs> Rush choke. I'm glad that we got Kane to laugh before the episode's over. <laughs> Something good had to happen. <laughs> I stood up on the seat and turned around to face the rear of the plane. The canopy was a few inches above my head. I pushed my hands up against it hard. It didn't budge. I increased the pressure and kept increasing it. Still, it didn't move. How much pressure could I exert? I didn't know. There was never a reason to find out, but it must be enormous. The canopy was moving. Something somewhere was distorting. You know, there's Metal a door. Or something was being stretched, <laughs> torn, open the destroyed. Door. It's got a lever. Emergency release, I think. The canopy suddenly flew off. I instantly covered my face with my arms as my body was sucked out of the plane. Whee! I somersaulted rapidly, head over heels. Ba -na 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 -na. Do a belly flop. I was very afraid because leaving the plane guaranteed my death. Um, being in the plane yeah. guarantees your death, dummy. But I was nowhere near panicking. I knew there was a better world after this one. Then why not just stay in the plane and get nuked? Yeah. The first thing I noticed was the complete silence. The scream of the jet had lasted only a few seconds. As the plane moved away, it quickly went silent. Except for my breathing, which sent throat sounds through bone to my ear, there was absolutely no sound. Okay, hey, for, um, I'm going to go ask my dad after this, because he's been skydiving. Um... I don't think it's quiet. Yeah, you would think there would be, like, wind, sound, and... I mean, at 60,000 feet, I don't... I mean, I don't... I, no, no. There's still fucking wind. There's still wind. It's, okay, it's, yeah, I, it's I gonna would be think, loud. I would think, yes. It's... Okay, like, have you ever been going, like, 80 miles down the freeway? No. And you, like, have your windows down or something? Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's loud. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, like, terminal velocity for humans is around that speed i'm not sure all right we're an hour and 40 minutes in let's wrap this up come on yep on the ground there was always some background sound even if a person wasn't aware of it up here there was nothing the second thing i noticed was the extreme cold my fingers went numb in seconds without the jumpsuit i might already be dead so she took the jumpsuit off no she just unzipped it to stuff it full of coke bottles and then zipped it back up the bomb went off miles away the light was so intense, I could see it through the flesh of my arms. Isn't, like, if you can see the explosion of a nuclear, like, aren't there implications there? Yeah. Also, if she can see it through the flesh of her arms through the jumpsuit, there might be some problems. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a few miles is going to cut it, but I'm not familiar with the blast. I, ah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> don't question it. As I fell, the air temperature climbed rapidly. A minute after leaving the plane, it was no longer cold enough to suck the heat right through my jumpsuit. I was keeping some of the heat. 
I still somersaulted wild. Doesn't she wild. generate heat? Like, isn't that yep. a thing? Yep, yep, yep. I took my arms off my face, but kept my eyes shut. Films of skydivers showed them stretching their arms and legs out with knees slightly bent and arms back past the plane of the torso. This had the effect of a badminton shuttlecock to keep the body falling true. You know, a common example that anyone would understand. <laughs> I stretched out my arms and legs. Momentum from the somersaulting kept my body turning over in all kinds of angles. That's not how that position works. But the slowing down. Oh, thank God. Finally, I stopped turning over. My body was in a stable, face-down position. The air temperature had passed into tolerable territory. I opened my eyes slightly, just enough to see something. The clouds were still far below. I closed my eyes for a while. I opened my eyes again and saw the cotton ball clouds just below. It appeared I was going to pass between two of them somewhat close to one. <sighs> I reached the top of the cloud layer, fell between the half-mile-thick clouds, and finally I was below them. I'd been falling for minutes. Choppy waves in the thousands were visible on the ocean's surface. The strong wind that buffeted my hair on the carrier deck stirred the water. I was glad to see the waves. They'd make it possible to know exactly when I'd hit the water. How exciting! The waves appeared larger every second. Their approach seemed to speed up, and I knew there were only seconds left. Once again, I covered my face with my arms. My body made a hard belly flop. I was knocked out. <laughs> I crushed every bone in my body. Yeah, my and bones my... were shattered. And, and <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know if you're deep in the ocean, uh -huh. rapidly ascending is going to cause serious damage to you as the pressure shift mm -hmm. just, you know, makes your body explode from the inside out. Right. Is there not some kind of commensurate thing for coming from the upper atmosphere? No, there isn't. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure. There is the consideration of the atmosphere being lighter, so you need the oxygen, like they said with the mass. Also, she hit the water, and I just looked it up, going around 150 to 180 miles per hour. And as Crimson Rogue said in his, uh, when he did this book, the surface tension of water is surprisingly strong, so it's like hitting a brick wall at 150 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, right. I mean, so, yeah. anyone who has jumped into a swimming pool. <laughs> doing a belly flop. <laughs> hitting the I water mean, sucks. Yeah, the water at that speed, at that height, is basically concrete. Yeah. You're not doing yourself any favors. Landing in the water, you're still going to probably break every bone in your body and just liquefy your internal organs. Sure. Although there have been people who have jumped out of planes or fallen out of planes at like 20,000 or 30,000 feet and just landed and bounced and walked themselves to the hospital to make sure that they were okay. Those are exceptions to the rule. They are exceptions, yes. Largely what happened with those people is they were unconscious during the impact. And there's one thing about uh, that, that is overlooked in terms of muscles. If they're relaxed, they are extremely absorbent in terms of energy. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. That's why drunk people tend to survive yeah, car crashes exactly. in higher numbers. Yeah. Huh. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you are falling from a great height, just just go as limp as possible. It's just the... start punching yourself in the face until you knock yourself out. <laughs> it's the only way to do. It's just. I don't God. think that that seems like the good way to do that. That seems like a, a poor I mean, way to do that. That what else you got? Like, <sighs> is this episode over yet? <laughs> Hell no. The waves brushing my face were stimulating. We still have to I reach regained five. consciousness. No, we don't. The waves brushing my face were stimulating. I regained consciousness. 
It was the South Atlantic far below the equator, and for the Southern Hemisphere, June was like December in the North. The water was ice cold. My feet and ankles hurt, but there was no escaping it. I started whimpering. The cold sank deeper into my bones. I yelled and thrashed the water. It got worse and worse. Now I was close to panic and screamed. Dying was bad enough. How painful would this get? In a couple of minutes, my lower legs went numb. The I thought you were all over like my cool body was a losing nervous sensation. My screaming stopped to be replaced by intermittent whimpering and groans. It was nearly over now. I quieted down. It was time. All accounts were settled. All what debts were paid. And groaning. I had no more use for this world. Yes, same. Let I loose, Teresa. Out. Let loose this mortal coil. She pees herself on purpose. <laughs> Wait, is that a joke or is that? No, she just passed out. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I that's... passed out was, I think, the last line. That seems like a good stopping point. No, we have to read chapter five, Kane. We're not reading <laughs> chapter five. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm not. All right, so I'm just going to pretend like this is the agents coming back to the president and they're like, all right, yes, yeah, sir. So we strapped her and like, wait, 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 wait. You didn't like handcuff her and put her in a body bag and just leave her in the back of a plane? Yeah, and then, and then we flew her over like a large area and nuked her. Splendid. Perfect. <laughs> <sighs> we detonated a nuke over an ocean. That won't come up anywhere. The yeah. UN won't have any problems with that. It's fine. Uh, so how does it feel coming back to Empress Teresa after a year? Meh. You know, it only highlights how nothing's changed. It's true. It's still an awful book. And we're still in pain. We ran <laughs> to the moon and it didn't help. And I'm really glad that I've only had to suffer through two of these episodes. <sighs> Until we get the Skynet time travel worked out, then we'll send clones of you back in time. No one wants that. I mean, you should have thought about that. What? You don't want Kane with his weird appendages saying, your clothes, give them to me, while he's like two feet tall on his I body? I mean, Kane demands my clothes pretty regularly, but not, not for that reason. Yeah, I don't wear them. That's just payback for what you do to him on his stream. That's fair. Twitch.tv slash Count Canula. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically it's Count underscore Canula. Oh yeah, I forgot about the underscore. K-A-I-N-U-L-A. That was twitch.com slash Count Oh, twitch.tv slash count underscore canula. Yep, 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 yep. Wow, what do you do there? Uh, get scared. Oh, yeah, yeah. I started off there just going to play video games, like Dead by Daylight and stuff, but then uh, people like to scare me, so that's what I do now. And he also takes his clothes off sometimes. That's not true. No. That'll land you in I horny jail. happen, he's lying. That <laughs> <laughs> will, in fact, put you in the horny jail. Yeah, and probably be a TOS violation. It would, in fact. <laughs> so does, does anyone have any other thoughts before we stop doing this possibly forever oh i have thoughts i mean i'm not going <laughs> i want to say they're thank not you. relevant in any way but uh-huh. uh i it, it, just I, no i don't have any thoughts i hate this fucking book it's terrible because <laughs> um, I, I i've got two things i didn't exist mm-hmm. i've got two things and to say. uh then i did so and uh, now i have eight arms <laughs> i have four legs and I've taken out my hearts and replaced them with heart brain appendages made up of the gray matter of, of all of you guys. Wait. And I'm just happy to be. What? Wait, why Why only four legs? Yeah, we should probably bump that up. Because it just looked weird. Ah, fair enough. Like 16 limbs is yeah. just too much. 12? 12 is, 12 is reasonable. Yeah. Okay, exactly. so, so wait, wait, hang on. You have eight arms and four legs. Are you an octopus centaur? 
No, that's stupid. No, that would only have 10 limbs. I don't want to know, but I need to know. How many genitals do you have? Just the one. Just the one? Okay. Yeah. But I, I've been setting it up to be random. Oh, nice. That's fun. Um, we're getting in the weeds. I, I think we should. I, I have, I have I'm going to get into the weed. Whoa. <laughs> I have two final things to say. A, it's our 100th episode, so give us money so I can buy a slide whistle. Uh. B? I don't know if that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't feel like that's accurate. It couldn't possibly be. We've only been doing this for a year. There aren't a hundred weeks in a year. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, there's only 52, but yeah. Then what was this anniversary garbage about? One year. One year. A literal anniversary. (laughs) Empress Teresa Part 1 went up in in April of You know, one year, a hundred days, same difference. (laughs) But... What? A hundred weeks, if, if anything, but not even... Why do you like this? Your grasp on time is extremely tenuous, isn't it? Secondly, and I know that after every episode we apologize. I know that's kind of our bit. That's kind of our, our thing. But now that we've been doing this for a year, I think it's very safe to say that I am really genuinely sorry for what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sorry, too. I don't apologize for anything. That's not, that's not true. I am, I'm, I'm very sorry. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, just the usual, you know, the reminder, if you enjoyed any of this, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Get get yourself to a hospital. Get yourself checked out. But you can go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com and you can support the show financially and do all the things that you can do on wegiveyoubrainworms.com. Discord. Including, yeah, including jumping into our Discord server, which is, you know, it's fine. You can go there and talk to us. Don't we have an Instagram they can slide into the DMs of as well? We do. Yeah, we have most of the social medias. Really, we have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. And uh, you can engage with those in the ways that you engage with, you know, the Internet. You know what? Even though it's Butcher Block, not Brain Worms, if you have any weird bumps or abrasions or just things on your body that make you curious and uncomfortable. Redundant nipples. Yeah. Go to the Butcher Block Horror Podcast Instagram and go ahead and send pictures of those things to JD. Yeah. he uh, He's a licensed dermatologist and, uh, <laughs> and he'll look at them for you. Uh does anybody else have any thoughts or should we push I'm out of here. You're out of here? That's all. Folks. All right. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is HodgePod Number 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at WeGiveYouBrainWorms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. Fear of death, I will fear of death, I will fear of death, I will fear of death.